Hey there, everyone. Uh, my name's Thomas Segi. I am the Pride of the High 2019, um, and welcome to Kink Closet. This is a podcast where I go around just interviewing people in the fetish community and just to find out a bit more of what kink and fetish means to them. I'm joined by Joe King. Say hello, hello, everybody. Hello. Joe King for Mr. Leather UK 2015. Yep. Mr. Leather Europe 2016. Yep. Third in IML 2017. Yep. And Man of the Year for the X Awards in 2019. Did That's, I get it all right? You got it all absolutely perfectly correct. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. Um, so here at Conclosive, just here to find out a bit more about your story. Okay, cool. So I have a question to ask you. Okay. Tell me who you were before you were a fetish person. Well, that's actually a really difficult question to answer because um, if I look back at the point at which I became a fetish person, I can't actually say when that was because Mm -hmm. um, I think I've always been a fetish person. Mm -hmm. And that's that's because I used to do stuff... (laughs) Even when I was a really, really small boy, I was kind of properly kinky compared to the other people at school. So I used to wrap my balls up in like leather straps and tie them to my boots. Interesting. Yeah, so for me that was perfectly normal and a kind of expression of how I was feeling in myself. But when I was kind of chatting to the other people at school, they were only just experimenting with wanking, but I was already kind of, you know, strapping myself up and, you know, getting off on the smell of leather. And so, so for me, that was, so for me, that was normal. So I can't really say when I became a kinky person because in terms of what society dictates as a norm, what is outside the norm, has always been the norm for me, so it's not really an easy question to answer. I can't really say when that was. Okay, so in your one there, um, to you, that was normal. However, was there a time when it made you question what that was when the other people around you didn't weren't doing the same things? Um, yeah, but I've always kind of been really different to everybody in my world anyway because I grew up in a very very small town very working class town um, it was like a mill town and so you know the, the the normal thing was to get a girlfriend at 16 have kids by the time you were 20 you know live together in the same town and that was kind of that was what people did mm. I never ever 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 fit into any of that kind of um norm so I was always out on a limb and I was always very 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 different and and so I was used to that difference I was used to feeling different I was used to being someone that didn't really conform or fit into any pattern so my normal was different to everything I'd kind of ever grown up with and experienced and and because to me that was my personal truth that was that yep. was the life I lived and I pursued yeah. because that's all I could be. Yeah. I couldn't be anything else that, other than the person that I am. Yeah. Um, and then when was like your 
like breakout moment? When did you know wholeheartedly this was it and then started pursuing it actively? Um, How did you pursue it? I think that I I used to go I used to go out to to leather nights. Um I used to go out by myself and I used to kind of hang out in the corner doing the whole Tom of Finland kind of, you know, bluff, moody, you know, standing there kind of trying to transmit male energy and, and feeling kind of, feeling sexy myself, but but I never really kind of had a fulfilling experience doing that. Um it wasn't until I actually started making friends and finding a community that I actually was able to explore that side of myself in a way where I thought, okay, yeah, there's other people that feel the way that I do. Actually, this is a thing, and this is something that I can do. And you know, so I don't know. I think it was a very personal thing up until a very particular point until I actually started making connections with people and realizing that there were other people that were like me and experienced sex and um, physicality in the same way that I do. Mm. Um, how important do you feel those kind of social connections are in a community that has such high focus on other things? Other things like... Oh, that can get in a way of feeling like the sexual tension getting in the way of it or things of just even your own self-confidence in it as well the thing is I think you know because to me the way that I am sexually and the way that I feel sexually is normal and it is normal for me it's not it's not anything that feels out there at all but then you know you I'm reg- regularly reminded that it's not how everybody else feels and so those networks that you make and those friendships that you make and and the events that you go to um, allow you to sort of explore those ideas a lot more and allow you to then sort of finesse those ideas a little Mm -hmm. bit more they allow you to sort of go okay I'm a real pig I'm really into this I'm really into that I'm really into the other and then you go, okay, well, I'm kind of not a fist pig, I'm not a this pig, I'm not a that pig, I'm a stink pig, I fucking love this and I love that and I love... And, and, it, and it, the only way you can really explore your sexuality when you sort of realise you're out on... You're out in a different world to, the, to society is to kind of connect with people in that community and to kind of explore your sexuality through those connections. Mm-hmm you know to go to those events and to spend time with those people because it's an education as well because until you explore those feelings in yourself until you explore the things that turn you on you you're never going to really know who you are and what you are and what you're into and actually it's interesting because what you're into does shift and change over time you you kind of you're into a particular thing one year and then you explore that and then you kind of go, yeah, that's kind of all right, I'm kind of into mm. that. Or, you know, there's certain things that stay with me forever, you know. I mean, you know, I'm a massive yeah. stinker pig. A hundred percent. Love it. 
I absolutely love it and I've always loved it and I continue to love it even 25 years later. I you still, can't explain it sometimes, it's just it's, it's just in me, it's just who I am, you know? Yeah. And for me, that's why leather works for me is because it's, it's incredibly sensual. You know, it really enhances the smell of a man, mm. the smell of the leather itself, the creaking, the, you know, it absolutely keys into who I am as a person and I, I can't explain it. I don't know where it comes from. Yeah. It's just there. And the only way that I've been able to finesse those concepts is by engaging with the leather community. Yeah. Trying things, exploring, exploring things and finding out who I am. Do you have any advice for those people who are exploring and who can sometimes find it draining or not get the results they're expecting on just having to deal with the emotions of not being happy with what they're, what they're doing? I think it's okay to have an experience that you don't enjoy. I think it's completely okay to say, you know what, I've tried this and it's not for me and I don't like it. But I think it's also important to be able to look at it in context and look at it as a, a learning journey and keep an open mind. Because unless you try something, you're never going to be absolutely sure whether it's for you or not. Yeah. Um, it's, it's... I don't know. I think there's something incredibly magical and special about our community because... Everybody tends to be very open-minded and very careful and very supportive and very genuine and um, and it's very unlikely you're going to get yourself into a scene mm. where somebody forces you to not actually do what you're not comfortable with. Yeah. Um, because what's been really nice for me over the years is to see how consent has taken a... Um, well, it's, it's, it's sort of taken a kind of a, a, a kind of a leadership role in yeah. terms of what we do as people. And, and, I, and it's kind of created this, this, this dialogue which has allowed people to have a conversation about what's comfortable for them and what turns them on and what they're able to do and what they want to do. And, and I think it's a very, very healthy approach to sex and to exploration. Yeah, it's kind of created a, um, a area for growth. Exactly, you know, and, and I don't think, you know, I've, I've not played with anybody who's, who's, who's not been comfortable with that. And if they become uncomfortable, they, you know, it, it's... You don't want a sexual experience to be a negative experience. Of course you want not. It, you want it to be a positive experience, you want it to be fulfilling, you want it to be satisfying, you want it to be great. So nobody really, unless you fucked up, yeah. wants to have a negative sexual experience. No one does. You know, and the, it's great for me to give someone a positive sexual experience. That's good. Well, thank you, Joe. My it's pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming onto into my king closet and then coming out of my king closet. <laughs> I will come in your king closet anytime. I will hold you to that. <laughs> uh, okay, just get these boots off first, because they're, you know, 
a little bit tight and I can't get these jeans down over. Mm. Mm. <laughs> All right. Everyone, I hope you enjoyed that and thank you for listening to King Closet. Cheers, everyone. Bye.